Welcome to the She's Fabulous Show. I'm Marianne Lim Favier. For the past 30 years, I honed my expertise to be one of the leaders in the financial services industry. Outside of work, I'm a volunteer life coach active in global communities for women. Successful as I may appear now, life has not been easy. In this podcast, I will share with you how I am able to turn hardships along my life journey into stepping stones to achieve my dreams. To me, a fabulous woman is she who courageously overcomes life challenges with grace, inspires others, and remains unstoppable. Whatever situation you are in now, choose to be fabulous. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to She's Fabulous Show. In this episode, we will talk about self-love. We've been hearing this all the time, right? And I think it's quite very common that you would see this now in social media. I am guilty of posting, you know, a few pictures here and there where I would share, you know, taking out uh, of my schedule and just going somewhere, having a wine, doing my favorite activity of watching people, just being idle and loving it. And I would put there a hashtag, self-love. If we think about it, what would really be a reason why, you know, we wouldn't be loving ourselves? I can only think of some insecurities that I had when I was like growing up until now. So maybe if I can go back to when I was young, I came from an illegitimate family. So I thought I don't have a normal family. When I go to school... You know, people, uh, my classmates would have their mother and father in activities. On my side, it would be my mom alone. So I thought, we are not normal. We are not like the rest. And most of the time when there are activities at school, it's one of those times that I dread it because that's when my somehow different family life gets to be obvious to everybody. So I'm not always that... uh, happy when there are family activities. Another uh, insecurity that I had is when I uh, worked overseas. So we all know that Filipinos normally in different countries would be either in the food and beverage industry or uh, domestic workers or manual you know, people who are like doing manual work, right? Especially like for uh, Filipino males going to Middle East. I had my share of being stereotyped as one of like domestic workers during my first uh, few weeks in Singapore. So I took out a flat, which is right in the middle of Orchard Road. Uh, I rented out master's bedroom and it was like on the first uh, Sunday, uh, when I'm supposed to be like decorating my room and getting it all tidied up for uh, Monday when I need to go to work, I decided to go to Orchard. I didn't know then that there's this like Lucky Plaza place where most of the Filipinos would come together and most of them would be working as domestic workers. And someone, when I was uh, trying to queue up for buying food, I saw this group of three ladies where they were like so used to uh, using chopsticks. And so while I was queuing, uh, you know, out of boredom, I asked them, you know, uh, 
since when have they been in Singapore? And, and I told them, you know, I admire how you can use chopsticks very well because I am half Chinese, but I can't do it. Then one of the girls asked me, Oh, so where are, where is your, uh, where is your employer from? Is she, is, is your employer also like a Caucasian family? And that was like, you know, uh, the first time in my, in my life in Singapore when I thought, People from our country are being stereotyped more of like domestic workers. So when I come to the office then and uh, people would ask me when they hear me talk on the phone, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the other person on the other line would ask me, oh, are you a Filipino? Because I can recognize from your voice. So that somehow gave me a bit of insecurity um, because of my experience of being stereotyped. Not that I feel embarrassed. You know, that uh, a lot of uh, people from my country are domestic workers. I think it's like a very noble job. And I've heard so many compliments. Whenever I go to uh, the airport uh, on a Sunday where the taxi driver would talk to me, they would always say that, you know, they have friends who are Filipinos, uh, who are working as domestic workers, but their employers love them because... They can teach the children how to speak English, and they can just be like somebody who's really very handy and helpful at home. So don't get me wrong. I, I don't feel embarrassed that, you know, I have uh, Filipino countrymen here working as domestic workers. But somehow in the office setting, being new, I remember I heard a comment then, why are we getting a Filipino manager? Aren't we, aren't we locals good enough? So I thought, you know, there's something there that somehow discriminates us and stereotypes us in, in such a certain role. Another insecurity that, you know, I, I experience as I grow older is, of course, you know, when you get old, especially for women, you tend to look at your physical, you know, your physical image in a different way. I gained a lot of weight after the death of my husband. It's more, probably more than 10 kilos. And I never thought it will be more difficult to lose it when I get into like around my late 40s. So every now and then when I look at clothes that I used to be able to, to be able to wear, I felt like somehow I was not feeling that great about myself anymore. But lessons that I've learned from all insecurities is that we need to love who are, who we are becoming. We, it's all about self-respect and self-esteem, right? We need to be able to do something about it because nobody else will. So I take extra care to make sure that, you know, when I go to work, if a nice dress, a nice shoes, or a nice bag will help me elevate, you know, my confidence, I don't think twice about spending that money there. Some people would save money thinking, you know, why would I spend it on something extravagant? But I think if we spend on something and it makes us feel good, our output is also good. I remember during my first month here when I was like, when I was in a bedroom and uh, when my children will come over and the room will be very small for us. Uh, after my second year, when I got my promotion, I, I wanted to move into a one-bedroom place so that when they come over to visit me, it would be comfortable for all of us. And I remember what a friend of mine has told me. When I was like thinking, oh, it's like a thousand dollars more than my current rent. And that could be a lot of money if I send it back home. 
And I remember what my friend has told me that has been my biggest lesson on self-love. He said, you spend so much of your time and your energy being away from your family, trying to earn hard money for them to give them their dreams. If you don't spend something on what will make you feel good, one day you will feel bad that you are doing the sacrifice for them. And I thought, you know, I thought it makes a lot of sense, right? If if all that we do is give and give to others, but we don't give something that would, you know, benefit us, then we will grow to be uh, bitter persons. What should be a sacrifice would probably be something that we will not be happy about. So since then, I make it a point that if I want something and I know that it will make me feel good and make me feel happy, I know that I will be able to give more to others if I'm happy about my life, if I'm happy about myself. So I think it, you know, we should always be be a model of self-love to others as well. If others see us that we are happy people, that we are positive, then it drives uh, good energy towards us, right? And in the end, I think we can be more loving, more positive, and just end up to be a better person because we love ourselves. So the, the song says, the greatest love of all, you know, is happening to me, right? Which is very true. I think, you know, that's the best song of all times because it's true. If you don't love yourself, how can you love others? So I hope I was able to give you some insights, important insights about how we treat ourselves and how we can treat others better. I would love to hear your feedback about my sharing. Please check out my show notes and connect with me through my Facebook, Instagram, and my personal blog. I'm looking forward to having you again in my next episode. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honored to have you here. Now, if you'd like to keep going and you want to know more about our mentorship, training programs, and done-for-you services, come on and visit me over at soulrichwoman.com, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list over there because once you've subscribed, you'll become one of my Soul Rich Woman family. Remember, life has no rewind button. Why continue to be ordinary when you have a choice to be fabulous? Sending you some inspiration and I'll speak to you soon.